The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And a nice week we got coming up here this week at Evergreen Park and a couple of nice guests that we have stopping by here. First of all, you and I, I'm not going to get into it right now, but when you came over here tonight, we were like, let's order some food, and a little discussion popped up over tipping, Mm -hmm. and I think you're insane, so I sent a text text (laughs) to my good buddy Sal Munoz, who owns Unidad, and I was like, can you stop by here tonight? I know he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, yes, and I'll bring a guest for you. So I don't know who he's bringing over here, but he is bringing a special guest over here. I bet she's going to bring me some food. And we are going to ask him, because he's a restaurant owner, Yes. so I can get the definitive answer, and I will explain he the will argument and everything else wrong. when he gets here. Okay? He the, will tell you. Yeah, I am not wrong. I am right. I am always <laughs> right. That's why I have the good bar stool here at the end of the bar. Now... All the, what do I have? All the bar stools are nice. You actually have the nicest. You have the nicest spot in the bar. I know I'm leaned up against the wall. I designed I that support. spot for the bar for me when I built the bar. And I but took then it. when I started the podcast studio down here, it doesn't work for where I have to set up the equipment. So I have to sit all the way down at the other end, away from the seat. I have back support. I designed that for me, and I never sit down there. So anyway, the other thing that we have Southside Irish Parade coming up this Sunday, a Southside tradition. We have Jim Smith. He is. An organizer, he's like one of the head honchos over there for the Southside Irish Parade. He's going to come in and break it all down, preview it for us, and answer us some questions. I intend to uh, to get into the down and dirty and the nitty gritty with the parade and the parade's history and everything else like that. This will be a fun interview. Okay, yeah. I, I've been going to this parade for a long time, and this parade has a very interesting history, and we are going to dive into that. All of that up ahead, but the one thing I want to start off the show talking about is how can I get the coronavirus? So I can How get this can out of get, the way. Well, there's someone in isolation at Rush Hospital. Do you if think you if they would let me room, get over the Rush Hospital, I could get that person to breathe on me? There is one at Northwest Community Hospital in Arlington Heights. Okay. So if you could get okay. into that room. So you have two hospitals. Listen, this is getting ridiculous. You need to get access is, to the patient. This is getting ridiculous. Let me tell you, first of all, I love the patch. The patch is wonderful to us. They let us post our show every week, okay? And I know that they're just reporting on it. So when I say this, this is not me picking on the patch, because everybody's doing it. CNN's Everybody. doing it. Fox News is doing it. Everybody's doing it. But I get an email alert every time somebody's suspected of possibly having the coronavirus. Like, I can't get away from it. You want to know what the real virus is? The nonstop talking about the virus. It's driving me absolutely nuts. <laughs> then and why do you want to get it so I, bad? Because I want to get it over with, Hannah. Like, at this point, I'm so sick of hearing about it. And I'm so but sick Chris, of somebody trying to tell me to be nervous about it. I know that the mortality rate's like 2 or 3%. Those are good odds. I never win the lottery. I figure, what the heck? Just let me have it. I'll go sit in a room for 14 days, get it out of my system, okay? I'll be immune at that point. I can get back to my life. Where do I sign (laughs) up to do that, okay? I just want to get it and get it over with. That's all I want, Hannah. Now time for your EP Word on the Street, brought to you by the Crazy Crab, a relaxed option for Cajun seafood, including lobster, crab, crawfish, and a full bar. 9204 Southwestern Avenue in Evergreen Park. More details, thecrazycrabchicago.com. The Evergreen Park Office of Citizen Services offers a wide range of services 
for residents who are seniors, and they have a busy march ahead of them. Tuesday, March 17th, mark your calendars, 1 p.m., the Green River Floats Irish Tea and Irish Soda Bread Contest, all at Shamrock and Shenanigans. $3 to walk in the door or a donation of some Irish soda bread. Advanced reservation for this event is strongly encouraged. And my second born just had his 12th birthday, and so I am sending him up to the youth department, the American Academy of Pediatrics Babysitting Classes, happening this month on March the 21st over at the community center from 9 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. It's only 45 bucks for kids 12 and older. Registration for this event is due this Friday, March the 13th. And this Friday and Saturday, the Evergreen Park High School Theater presents your good man, Charlie Brown. And they're pulling up a stool at my nine-foot homemade bar right now. It's the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. You've likely heard of Core Fitness and Physical Therapy in Evergreen Park. They've even been on the EP Podcast before, putting me through the paces doing Pilates. Well, now it's time for you to man up. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy is now offering a men's only mat class Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. The class is designed to guide men through the principles of Joseph Pilates mat work in order to help increase core strength, range of motion, and performance in other fitness activities. $16 per class or $140 for a pack of 10. And women, CORE is now offering women's health services, specializing in female-specific conditions such as incontinence, pre-postnatal care, and pelvic pain. CORE gives you one-on-one care inside of a facility that's much more like a spa than a clinic. Give them a call today, 708-422-0990, or visit corefitnesspt.com. I'm late. basement in Evergreen Park and they have beautiful singing voices and there are talented actors and actresses as well. This is the Evergreen Park High School Drama Club and they are going to be putting on a production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown on the 13th and 14th of March at 7 p.m. Tickets for all shows are six bucks for adults, five dollars for students and seniors. 
Olivia is sitting down here. She is the director of this group. Olivia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. So you're a student director. I am. And you're in charge of how many how many kids, how many high school students are you in charge of right now in terms of directing? These uh, six. That's it? Yeah. So this is it. <laughs> this is the entire production right here. You guys yes. didn't just bring a sample. This is a this is everything here. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to go around the room and just kind of tell me the names of everybody and who they're playing. Okay. We can give everybody a little bit of credit. Can we do that? Sure. Start start down there. Right, th- right down at the end there. Yeah. We'll this just is, work around. Okay. This is Hope Mahalik. She's playing Snoopy. Snoopy. Wow. So just a lot of barking? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay. I practice my bark a Good lot. Good roll. <laughs> I, I might have been able to pull that one off. All right. Who, who else do we have? This is Sinead Dugan. She's playing Sally Brown. Sally. This is Callie Elwood. She's playing Lucy. Oh, hi, Lucy. Hello. This is Liam Duffy, and he plays Linus. Oh, excellent. And who else do we have? This is Cameron Dunlap, and he plays Schroeder. All right. And then this supposed to be Charlie Brown back here? Yes. This is Isaiah Blaylock, and he's Charlie Brown. All right. How you doing, Blackhead? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me a little bit about this. What 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 is the story behind without giving away the entire thing, Olivia? What is the story of your good man Charlie Brown? Is this is this one that we've seen in a TV show before? Is this an adaptation of a bunch of the different TV shows? What are people going to expect to see? It's sort of like an adaptation of all of them put together. It follows Charlie Brown in his journey of kind of like building his confidence, kind of getting right. to know who he actually is. And then all of our other characters get to help him along with that. Does Charlie Brown resonate with your generation? I remember when I was a kid, Charlie Brown was on TV. We only had Channel 2, Channel 5, <laughs> Channel 7, WGN, and Fox. And then you got Channel 50 if you move the rabbit ears the right way. And you got Telemundo <laughs> if you could speak Spanish. And that was about it. All right. <laughs> And you had to get up and you had to change the channel with your hand. That's at least when I was a kid. And then when I got older, things got a little bit better. But we used to wait for a Charlie Brown special to come on. And that was like one of those things where my mother would be like, Charlie Brown's on the night. And we were in front of the TV five minutes before it came on. Do you guys, have you watched the Charlie Browns? Have you watched the Charlie Brown movies? There's some great one, Rates for Your Life, Charlie Brown. There's a, there's the one where the Chateau burns down in France. There's some, there's some violence in Charlie Brown as well. <laughs> You probably haven't seen all these, but there's some crazy Charlie Browns that are out there, okay? I think somebody gets kidnapped. There's like a whole thing. It's crazy. But anyway, have you have you watched any of the Charlie Browns? Personally, I have. Growing up, I watched them a lot. And then there was that new movie that came out, like you 2015. You watched the new Charlie Brown is what you've watched. Yeah, well, okay. I've watched a lot of them. And yeah, I think it resonates a lot with like kids nowadays. I think it's like the same story, like kind of this awkward kid trying to figure out who he is. And he has, and if you look, they're all a little awkward. Yeah. They all have their own little things. Just Charlie thinks that Charlie just thinks that he's the only awkward one. I think that's the thing that's kind of funny about, they all have their issues. If you actually, but you only get that when you're an adult and you're watching. When you're a kid, you're like, Charlie's the one that's got the problem. I don't think loving Beethoven is a problem. Yeah, it's totally a problem. <laughs> it's in here, Schroeder. It's a little weird. Loving you know, isn't the word. You better, you better latch on to Lucy as quick as you can because I don't know how many other girls are going to think that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got two performances. You got, uh, they're both at 7 p.m. They're on the 13th and the 14th. Uh, clearly not the 15th because the entire South Side will be out partying. Uh, for the parade, but you've got one going on on Friday and Saturday night, and good luck, and I am going to try my best to get over there. I have a daughter that is very interested in acting. She does a lot of plays all the time, and I'm sure that she is uh, sitting upstairs right now listening to this, and the moment you leave, 
I will be purchasing tickets. Uh, make sure, and we can get the tickets where? Can we get them on that website, or where do they go buy them at? Anybody? Uh, EPCHSbands.org. There will be a link. There we go. EPCHSbands.org. There will be a link. Good job, Linus. Excellent work. I don't know any of your real names, but I know your character names. Thank you for coming down here. Thank you. Thank you. It's that time of year. We're on a Friday night. You're looking for a fish fry. Where would you rather go than the place with island attitude and a local latitude? I'm talking about the Red Palm, where every Friday morning they're buying the fish fresh, never frozen. And then when you order it, that's when they're hand rolling it inside of the perfect breading. We're talking fresh lake perch, fresh walleye pike filet, Atlantic cod, shrimp, calamari, catfish, Maryland-style crab cakes with homemade tartar sauce and coleslaw and all the fixins. Sit down in their local island atmosphere, get a cold drink from their full bar, and kick back on a Friday night. And remember, for your non-fish options, Red Palm has an incredible menu put together by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. As the weather warms up, it's time for that island atmosphere. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island attitude, local latitude. Hannah? Yes, Chris. We've got a guest in here that needs no introduction. Well, he needs an introduction because nobody can see him because this is a podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sal Munoz is back in here from Unidad. How are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Uh, Hannah and I uh, had a discussion already before you got here. Yes. Uh, about tipping. Yes. And I know you brought a guest, <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm going to introduce the guest. And then I'm going to ask you about some tipping, and then we're going to get back and ask her some questions as well, okay? So I already know what I want to talk to you about tonight, and this right. is why you're in here, really, because Hannah and I have been having a, a discussion about tipping. and and You have it, someone who's never worked food industry and then someone who has. Yeah, and I think you're oh, okay. Two okay. different okay. So, points of view. Yeah, so, this will be fun. This will be fun. This okay. will be fun. <laughs> so first, let's introduce you have a brand new chef over at Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar. For anybody that's never been there, first of all, I have to ask you, what are you waiting for? It's spectacular. You know I love your food. I saw you brought me something which I, you don't need to bring me. And I just ate, and I'm still going to eat it because I'm a fat pig, and your food is great. Okay? But Unidad is, don't forget, Unidad is over at 3339 on West 95th Street. Beautiful place, and it's got great food. The menu always changes, and now you have somebody else running that menu. You have a brand new chef, Chef Lee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome down here to the uh, Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar here in Evergreen Park. Yeah. How long have you uh, been cooking for this guy now? It's been a couple of weeks or you just got in there, right? I would say about two weeks. And what drew you to coming to Evergreen Park and cooking at Unidad? Because already the food was great. Mm -hmm. you, You knew that when you walked in. You knew that the food was good. He's got a really good concept over there. But you immediately brought in like some new items that I've already had. And I thought we're just spectacular. The chicken thing. What is that called? The pollo de Brasil. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. I had that. <laughs> it was awesome. really good. And, and what was funny was we were at the sip and sample, and Sal was so excited about it. He left the <laughs> library. He had food there. Like he had, what did you have? Empanadas we there? We had the empanadas. Yeah, the yes. empanadas there. And he's sitting there and he's telling me and Erica about it, my wife. And he's like, you got to have this. And I'm like, oh, all right. He's like, I'm going to go get it right now. And he goes and gets his coat on and he just walks out. <laughs> And he comes back in and everybody's got these different little items that they're getting from the restaurants. I get a private meal brought to me. He brought it for me because he wanted me to try that. That's how impressed he is with you. So how how does that make you feel when you got a boss that's that excited about you? I mean, I'm really honored about the whole situation just to have the opportunity. Well, he told me an interesting story. So I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Uh, Okay. okay. He told me that 
he asked you what you wanted to be in the next five years. Do you remember the answer that you gave him? Mm-hmm. What was the answer? A uh, 30 under 30. I think that's why you got oh, hired. Wow. What is the 30 under 30 for anybody that doesn't know what that is? It's um, the top 30 chefs under 30 years old. Okay. Yeah. And how old are you now? I am 28. 28. So you got Pushing two years it. to make <laughs> yeah. it. And you have that ambition right now. Yeah. So like this would be like one of those things where there'd be like a write-up and a chef in Evergreen Park <laughs> yes. would be like, I mean, this would be a big deal, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And this is what your ambition is. And you now have been working in the restaurant industry for how long? Uh, chef or, you, my, or me you. Uh, for about 20, 25 20, years. 20, 25 years. Yeah. Do you think she's got a shot at it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So absolutely. I mean, like this is another reason to absolutely. get over there and yeah. try out your, the food because it's, it's very, very good. So tell me real quick, how do you, and then I want to get to this tipping thing because I'm, I'm, I'm I, <laughs> Hannah made a comment tonight that just made me so aggravated. I can't wait to bring this up. Okay. So you had this kitchen, it, it, you had this really neat eclectic place. You have a summer when, when, he, when he opens up the patio, it becomes even something almost a little different because all of a sudden you got people that are going to be walking right by where you're cooking and everything. The place is hopping in the summer. Mm-hmm. Summer in Unidad is maybe just, it's, it goes to another level. I, I love it when, it, when the patio so opens nice. up. It is. Thank you guys. So, Can't wait. <laughs> I, it, Sal's just sitting down here going, this is why I come here and I bring him food because he talks up my restaurant. I'm like, okay. when am I going to bring this yeah, he just, like, He's like, hey, 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 this you know, you brought tequila last time, yes, so I'm talking you up. Okay? So, so, so you. how do you run something like that? I mean, like, what, what is it? What's the feeling when you're sitting in there and you, you've got this restaurant and it's hustling and bustling and you can kind of see the people? Like, does that energize you when you got like a room that's kind of happened? Yeah, I mean, it just, it brings me more ideas. You know, what's the next kind of always moving forward. I mean, in that restaurant, you know, it's just inspiring. You know, you see the culture around you and it makes you want to learn more. And then, you know, with my heritage and everything, it's just combining and creating beautiful plates. What is your heritage? I am black and Italian. Really? Yes. I am one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I will let you guess which one. radio across the country i would buy a plane ticket and fly home <laughs> it's worth it for the south side irish parade it's, it's so different and jim smith is one of the organizers jim what exactly do you do for the parade how are you good i'm great uh so this year i am uh, have the honor to be the co-chairman of the of the 2020 parade that's awesome so yeah. what, what does the co-chair guy do you, 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 you know you gotta get do the, a you lot get, of, you get the good flow you gotta do you, a lot of media you stuff get a sash, you got, i would imagine you gotta drink a lot of patty's irish whiskey <laughs> you know anytime they call you up you gotta go you know you gotta you gotta go talk on the radio or, or do some tv you gotta go sit in some guy's like basement that. on his podcast yeah that's all fun yeah. it's all great but no i've been with the committee now um since the parades come back so uh very exciting and i like you um, have been coming to this parade since I was a kid. So uh, got a lot of good years in it, and we're just super excited about this year's parade, but just bringing it back in general um, 10 years ago. Well, you know, it's had a lot of iterations to it. I mean, it started off as a neighborhood parade, and then it grew to something that got so out of hand that, like, I, w- I was young in the heyday of the out-of-handness. Like, I mean, like, that was the thing. I was down there when you weren't supposed to be able to get your hand on booze, and they were all, everybody standing on the corner. 
Okay, I remember I went to a party one time and there were there were 20 CPD officers in uniform drinking with me. And I was like 19 <laughs> years old and I was on a rooftop. Oh, like back it was, in the day. It was out of hand. Not that and long ago. <laughs> my dad my dad was a, the commander of traffic for the city of Chicago and he never wanted anything to do with that parade. And his last year when he was going to retire, he said, fine, I'm going to go down there. And he went down there and I ran into him and he goes, this is ridiculous. We'd have to arrest 500,000 people. There's no way to stop and You're this. number one. <laughs> and I'm standing there in the middle of the street with a beer in my hand talking to him. And he's like, you're a jerk. And like, it was like, it was crazy. So it, I understood why when they eventually said, you know, we got to shut this down for a couple of years and get it, re, hit the reset button. And now since I, since it's restarted, I always thought it was going to get crazy again. And it hasn't. It actually seems to be a very I good time it. out there and everybody's enjoying themselves. Am I, am I not far off uh, no, in my assessment there? I think you're right on. And I think what we did is um so so when i when when the parade came back they asked me i i'm I've got a law enforcement background so um i was used to planning things so we we had a look at what the problems were right so we were able to identify we back in 2009 when when was the last year where we took a hiatus for a couple of years we had over 200 buses that came to the parade. That's right. From they the north to, they side. They used to fill them up at north side bars oh, yeah. and drive them down. It was a lot, So north side bars used to start yeah. at 8 o'clock in the morning. I tracked them as far as Indiana State University. Um, buses coming from universities from all all, the, all of our adjoining states. Right. Um, you know, and every the trains, everything, everybody came here, brought a 24-pack on, you know, the Metro, the Rock, and, and, and they just walked over. And it was truly out of hand, you know, where we're looking at three or 400,000 people. It was that like Mardi last Gras. day was an Towards the end, it was crazy, like Mardi Gras. Crazy. That's what it was like, yeah. I mean, they were walking out of Moran's, you know, 14-year-old yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. You know, we we started doing some some real proactive work by, one, talking to all the bars on the north side, all the bars that we were able to identify that were having these parties and say, listen, we love you guys, but you're not invited anymore. Um, we, we made it real difficult. We made it really obvious that if you brought a bus to the parade, you were going to park at 119th Street and you're going to have to get out and walk. So literally the first year, you know, they insist they were like, "Well, we're going anyway." Right? We had a few, yeah. um, and um, they you didn't enjoy as far it. Far away as you possibly away, could. And as soon as <laughs> as soon as that first guy got off the bus with a cocktail, he got a ticket. Right. And really? So, yeah. So it was a it was truly a no tolerance, and now it's back to where you know one it's manageable, and two it's great for the kids. You right. come, you show up on Western Avenue and. Maybe we don't have 400,000 people, but we have 150. Oh, and we're having a great still, time. It's but still a great it's a neighborhood. Crowd. It's a neighborhood. Exactly. exactly. And that makes yeah. it a better experience you know, than be, having out-of-staters. You know, it'd be great to be able to get back to be able to pull up a cooler and have a few, but we just don't want that right. to happen again. Everybody can come for two hours, go to the bars, go back to their houses, have a great time and enjoy it. You know, and, and it's just really turned into, you get, you get, you get to look at it. Um, back when this was in its heyday, the realtors used to have open houses on that day because so many people really? came from outside of our area yeah. and, and they were like, this is the greatest then thing. Then you're walking right? through the neighborhood yeah. and yeah, you, you see, see all yeah, these great exactly. houses. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people get together on parade day that, that, you know, in the future became married and stuff. So, so it's really exciting. And, and this year's super excited because of our grand marshal and our honoree. Um, our grand marshal is, we, we were looking for, each year we look for a group that's right, that's from the community, that's doing great things in our community. And this year we, we're honoring our Catholic school, our Catholic grade school teachers and staff. You know, when we brought it up, when somebody brought it up at one of our um, parade meetings, it was a unanimous vote. It was like there was a gasp in a room. Why haven't we thought about this before? Yeah. So really excited. So we've got 16 schools that are going to be participating as the Grand Marshal on uh, March 15th. Let me ask you one quick question before I let you get out of here, and I appreciate you coming down here. 
And I think I already probably know the answer to the question because this is the South side and uh, the South side doesn't play. But was there ever a chance in the last two weeks that you guys sat there and said to yourself, I don't know, this coronavirus is pretty scary. We should cancel this entire parade. Why do you got to bring that? I just want to know. Because I'm waiting for the coronavirus, Hannah. I would just like you to get it and get it over with. He just wants okay? to have it Like over if with. I knew somebody who had it, I'd be like, cough on me and I want to find out and I'm done. <laughs> All right. Done. Let's just get it over <laughs> with. I want to move on with my life. So we've had a lot of inquiries, right? right. From uh, the local news uh, groups. And uh, I, I, I like to say, um, and ding, ding, Patty's Irish Risky is one of our sponsors. So right. <laughs> we're going to make sure everybody has patties throughout I, the parade route. I had I had an uncle that told me he drank whiskey. He told me I never get sick because the germs just fall right off of me when exactly. they touch me. So, yeah, no, we're uh, we're not canceled. We're not canceling any parade for some crazy virus. We'll we'll make sure we'll make sure we'll be careful of the hit kissing the, and hugging, but we'll that, be fine. That right there. That's a Southside answer. I love that. It's awesome. Jim, I appreciate you coming in and talking about the parade with us and having a beer. Go Sox. Uh, you definitely. Go Sox and, uh, and Aaron Gobra. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait for the parade. Thank you very much for having me. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. Let's get into this tipping thing. So tonight we ordered takeout. Okay. All right. Before we, before we sit down here, we ordered takeout. And when we were ordering the takeout, we were ordering it from a place that when you walk in there, they have a gratuity already added on at the end of the bill. No matter what, they just add it right on at the end. Two people or 20 people. Which drives me nuts. And I'm going to tell you first off, when somebody forces an 18% gratuity on me, and it's because I have two people at the table, I don't up it to my normal 20 or 25%. I'm like, if you're going to take it, you already called the number. I'm leaving that as what it is. Okay. Does that, as a restaurant owner, does that make sense to you? It makes sense. I kind of do the same thing when I, when I go, if if someone forces it, um, you know, it's like, oh, tough luck. They did a great job. That's what you're getting. I would, I was going to give you more. Now there, there are occasions where someone goes above and beyond and they blow me away. And so I'll add a little extra on top of what they did. But the majority, uh, I think when places do do that, um, the, the staff comes complacent and they, Miami's one of them, <laughs> right. all the restaurants in Miami, they automatically add the gratuity and, and they, but they don't, it, it, they didn't earn it. Yeah. Then yeah. all of a sudden people like don't yeah. have to move as fast. Yeah, exactly. And I notice it when I'm in this yeah. restaurant. So I know that that's how it is. So anyway, I make a joke, make sure they're not adding gratuity onto my takeout. Cause you're just going and picking it up. And Hannah's like, well, you know, sometimes I throw a little extra when I pick up the food. And I'm like, what? (laughs) It's like a McDonald's. I'm sorry. You made the food. You put it in the bag. You handed it to me. I paid you at the register. We didn't sit down. You didn't give me a napkin. Nobody laid anything across my lap. Nobody, like, got me a glass of water. Where's the Why would I give it a gratuity for that? you're the worst clientele. You're like the nightmare clientele. It's for the exact same reason I won't give gratuity at Panera Bread. I walk up. I give them an order. They hand me some food. I know it looks fancier, but it's McDonald's for crying out loud. Now, Sal's laughing over here. 
here, so I want to hear what he has to say about that. Well, when it's when it's something like that, when somebody, if you go into a place and then uh, someone packaged everything for you, I, I tend to actually do give a you couple bucks. You tip on that. I do yes. tip on that. I do. Thank you. Um, I well, think I'm just cheap then. Yes. A cheap, <laughs> you're a cheap old man who doesn't tip on that. I mean, I do it, I do it when I get coffee. I do it you when... You tip on coffee? When, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you I tip at McDonald's? That I don't. Why not? It's the they same thing. They don't, they don't, actually, they don't ask for it. And they, if they did have a, like a little you would vessel where a jar or something, I, I probably would tip really? on it. Really? Yeah, absolutely. See, I always felt like Erica used to work at a steak and shake when we were dating. Okay. Okay. And they paid her like nothing. And she basically made her money off of tips. So I always sat there and thought to myself, okay, well, if a server or somebody in any kind of industry is not getting paid a livable wage, then of course give them a tip. But if you're at a place where they're actually paying you like a salary or like a specifically hourly rate and you're getting that already, then I'm like, okay, well, then I got to get something extra for it. Like at a hotel, like for me at a hotel, I was telling Hannah, like, I don't normally tip at the Hampton Inn. You know, I don't leave any money behind at the Hampton Inn because, I mean, they, they, all they do is they just replace the towels. And it's not like they're doing that for free and they're relying on my tip. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You kinda, I know you, I'm coming across a big jerk right now. I'm just you're, saying. You're, you're, coming, you're coming across like Oprah. Oprah, Oprah feels, Oprah's the same way. Oprah does that? Oprah actually had a, a TV show. Uh, she had a show and uh, her topic was tipping. And uh, she was saying something about, I mean, I love Oprah. Uh, so if you're listening to the EP podcast, that's awesome, Oprah. But uh, <laughs> Oprah, if you're listening uh, to the EP podcast, awesome. I have to yeah. ask why. We hear you like margaritas. We will make you all the margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she she went on to have a show about like if you tip when they do uh, right. wine service, right? Um, and and she was against it. She was like, she was like, no, I don't tip on that. I'm like, you're crazy. What do you mean you don't tip on that? See, like, this is why Oprah's rich. Yeah. Okay. Well, and yes. I'm I'm going to follow <laughs> Oprah. And now, let's be honest, Chef. If you make takeout order at Unidad. I want, if I'm leaving a tip, I want to leave the tip because it looks like you made me some extra good food and I want the tip going to you. What do you think? I mean, I would love that tip. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Right now, Sal. The, but... a, I'm negotiating your contract right now for you. Well, we actually we actually do do that. Uh, we're actually one of, I'm sure many, but not anywhere around here um, where we do extend uh, some of the gratuities uh, that the service staff uh, gets at night, we split it with all the kitchen uh, staff at the end of the week. Okay. That's great. Good deal. All That's right. Perfect. Well, then maybe I'll consider it Unidad. And then, maybe. you know, it's also different, maybe Chris. Unidad. You know, you've never worked for tips. Oh, I don't want to hear this. I never worked for tips. Well, you're making tips. I worked in radio hour. my whole life as a tip, okay? If I have a bad day, nobody pays me and they fire me. Knock it off. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, I want to ask you anything big coming up here at Unidad, anything you want to plug since you're down here and you answered my tipping question, sure. although I really expected you to just, just <laughs> pound Hannah and say I was right, so I'm a little disappointed in you, Sorry. but you brought me food, so that's okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we do have a couple of things. So um, this whole so uh, this whole month, we're going to celebrate uh, International Women's uh, Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... But we're going to celebrate it uh, the whole month where we're going to feature a uh, specialty cocktail um, for for the women uh, of the world. So if you're a woman, yeah. do you get it? Is it, is it like yeah, you're so handing out cocktails? Or am no, I not catching so what example, So for example. Look how we, he said no. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ever, the well, women at Evergreen Park will be lined up around the bar. Know, right? so, so <laughs> for poor, poor Mike's arms over there. Your, your, head, your head bartender's arms would Mike, fall Mike's off. Ready. Mike's ready for stuff. it. Yeah. No, we're just going to do discounted uh, okay. cocktails on, right. on some of our top favorite uh drinks and excellent and uh yeah that's pretty much it so we're going to try to uh promote it the whole the whole month and give our support to the women and i thought that this uh show was a perfect timing to uh introduce our introduce new chef, your new chef you because know, so. from what i can tell she's a woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Chef Lee, I appreciate you coming down here <laughs> Thank you. and putting up with me. And you make spectacular food. And I've already eaten in there since you got in there. And I thought it was great. And I loved your interpretation of some of the dis- dishes. They were different. Well, the, the one that you have, it's like the little strip, like a little stri- like thin steak that you have with the potatoes. Oh, the it was hanger. on the cutting board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's different now yes. with her. Oh, yes. And it was so I was like I was like, wow, yeah. this is like somebody like like really touched this up and made it good. I mean yeah. it's a really great dish it's now. Awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing what you're doing over there. Keep up the good work. You're welcome to come over anytime. Feel free to bring free food. I'm totally cool <laughs> with that. All right. And next time I get takeout from Unidad, I will slip you a five. Okay? All right. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. Happiness is singing together when day is through. And happiness is those who sing with you. Happiness is those who sing with you. Happiness is morning and evening, daytime and nighttime too. Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.